Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live here at the Dish Professionals. Give them a call, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. Sign up today and today only during the show. You're going to get $100 cash back automatically. And uh, this promotion, this drawing is, is going on uh, this month that you'll be entered to win $1,000 cash. Not, not to mention, get hooked up with the best TV in town, 801-424-DISH. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, former BYU linebacker and our good friend Jordan Pendleton. What's going on, Jordan? Hey, what's going on, guys? So I think the the first question off the top of my head uh, is, what on earth is a hilltopper? A hilltopper? Any idea? Gordon, you want to help? What's a what's a hilltopper? I think it's somebody who's on top of a hill. <laughs> it's it's very literal then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, give us give us your thoughts on on this BYU team going into another one of these games where they're heavy favorites and uh, and still need to show well um, to impress the national audience. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's um, it, it's one of those things. You know, I, BYU can't like it's out of our control um, what the schedule is, right? And I think the biggest thing for BYU is just continuing to display dominance in all areas, special teams, offense, and defense, and just controlling what they can control. You know, I, I think um, obviously we would love to be able to see this team with how well they're doing be able to compete against some better competition. But, um, you know, I, I think the one thing that BYU has done a very good job at is they've completely don- – there, there hasn't been any question in any of these games who the better team is, and I think – you know, that, that's what makes a good team is going out and winning um, games that you're supposed to win, that you that you should just absolutely annihilate the other team. They're doing that. And I think it would be a different situation if they were, you know, winning these games by 10 points or 14 points. Um, when, you're, when you're supposed to go out there and beat a team and you're favored by a lot, you know, the goal is to go out and, and, and absolutely destroy them. And that's what BYU's been doing so far. And so just continuing to, not let up and, you know, put put the pedal to the metal and just keep going. It's almost like, Jordan, you have to ignore the scoreboard and just live up to a certain preset standard as to how you expect to play. And, and I, is that enough to motivate the players in practice? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, there's, there's two sides of this whole thing. There's the people that are saying how well BYU is doing and how awesome they are and how – great Zach Wilson is and and all the praise and then there's another side of this where you look at the level of competition and you're like well uh, they're supposed to be doing this because they're playing crappy competition well if they're supposed to be doing this then the best thing they can do is go out and actually keep doing it and I I think you can still get up for those games and and um, obviously there's always going to be doubters and haters but, you know, if you're put in a situation where you're, you're playing a team that you should go destroy, then the best thing you can do is go and destroy them and, and keep that momentum building so that when we do get against a, a decent team, um, you know, that, that motivation is still there. The, the last thing you want to do is go and get a loss to, 
one of these teams that you should beat um, and, and ruin a, you know, essentially a perfect season that you have going so far. This feels weird to say, but I feel like we can all thank that magnificent head of hair that's on top of Craig Thompson's head for figuring out a way to play football and building in some flexibility so that we can watch BYU Boise State and BYU San Diego State. Can you imagine, Jordan, if we're just talking about these teams and Houston really being the only legit one on there? It's grateful the Mountain West did that. Yeah, no, it's really big, especially for us because – we, we really have to have some games where we're playing some higher-level talent uh, to be able to justify how awesome of a season it's been for BYU. And it's, it's been an awesome season regardless, but it's definitely going to help to have some teams, uh, some better teams on the schedule. And if we can go out and take care of business against them, it's definitely going to uh, it's, it's gonna help their cause for sure. So how do they ramp up for Boise State? I mean, are they looking at Boise State now, or is it all about Western Kentucky? And what's the adjustment that's going to happen over the next number of days? Yeah, I think the the full mindset should be on Western Kentucky right now. Uh, you know, I, knowing that you have some tougher teams coming up on the schedule, the last thing you want to do is overlook an opponent and and come out and have a you know a, a situation in a game where you give the other team confidence and give them a little bit of success and to the point where you find yourself in all of a sudden a a tight game or a close game. And so for BYU, they just got to, you know, they've got to control what they can control. And right now it's the fact that Western Kentucky is on the schedule as a team that they should go and, and beat and beat by a lot. And so if you're BYU and you're the players right now, you've really, you really got to just, it's always like the most cliche saying, and, and I hate even saying it, but just take this, take one game at a time, and, and Boise State will come. But right now the goal is to go out and keep performing the way that they have and, and go take care of Western Kentucky like they, like they should. Jordan Pendleton with us. Um, you know, we talk about evaluating Zach Wilson and how good is he really, and we talk about how evaluating the offense, and that's difficult. Let's let's flip it over. Let's evaluate the, the defense for me. Is, is that difficult against this type of competition, and where might they need to tighten it up a little bit? Yeah, no, I, you know, it, it's, it is tough to evaluate it to some extent, but I think the one thing, the one stat that I've been very happy of on the BYU defense is – you know, they're, they're allowing less than 100 yards rushing per game. I think they're only allowing 88 yards rushing per game. And that's a stat that, you know, no matter who you're – at the end of the day, they're still playing Division One football teams. And to give up less than 100 yards per game rushing is a very telling stat because that is all about being assignment sound, everybody doing their job, everybody doing their part. And, you know, if one guy gets out of position, if one guy takes the wrong, the wrong gap, if they need to go A gap and they accidentally take B gap, there's a lot of things, and it doesn't matter who you're playing against. Um, if, if, if you're doing your job wrong or you're out of position, anybody can break, especially at this level. I'm sure we've played teams that, yeah, they, they're not the greatest, but I'm sure their running back is athletic. I'm sure they have a, a guy that can run that's fast. And any hole or, or any, you know, missed opportunity by BYU's part, you, you'd think the offense would be able to break away and at least, you know, get a long run or something. And, and that just hasn't happened. And so I've, that's the, the thing I've been 
proud of the most is that our defense hasn't let other teams be able to run the ball on us. And, and then, you know, to go on top of that, um, I think we're only giving up about 14 points per game. And, you know, our pillars uh, when I was at BYU is if we could kind of our set number was if we could hold people less than 24 points per game and, and we could score more than 24 points per game, then our percentage of winning was like 97%. It was something ridiculous. And so that was one of our pillars. So to see them only giving up 14 points per game is it's a testament to all sides of the ball because one, we're, we're not turning the ball over and putting our defense in terrible situations uh, with, with short with a short field. Uh, our special teams isn't giving up, um, you know, any bonehead plays, but our defense is really kind of nailed down. And, and even if, you know, they do get a couple first downs or they are putting together a drive, we're not allowing teams to enter into the end zone that many times. And so, um, that that's a stat that you know, no matter the competition, I think uh, you can hold your hat on that as something that's very positive. Do you like it when uh, when the Cougars uh, have a three man front and drop eight into coverage, or do you like a more aggressive stance than that? Yeah, I think it depends on the situation, and I I'm always an advocate for uh, more aggressive bringing bringing pressure on the quarterback, and I think that's one thing that we got away from the last couple of years. Uh, we just weren't getting pressure. And I think they've mixed it up pretty good this year where they're, they're, they've been able to do both. And it all helps when you can bring three guys and still get pressure on the quarterback because now you've got eight guys in coverage. And when you're still getting to the quarterback, only bringing three, it makes it very hard for an offense, uh, especially a quarterback, to be able to move the ball. So I, I think it's always great to mix it up. Um, obviously film study has a lot to, a lot to do with what, you know, how aggressive you're going to be towards certain teams. But, um, I always love bringing pressure and, and making the quarterback have to make quick decisions and trying to change the launch point of his throwing arm, whether he's getting it off earlier than he wants. Um, you know, whether he's throwing at a higher, higher point, um, because you're in his way or, you know, obviously the best is being able to get a hit on him as he's throwing, and then obviously um, uh, sacks are always a good thing. So anytime you can bring pressure, and and especially, you know, against a quarterback that can't just sit and, and go through all his progressions, um, you're going to make it very difficult for him to complete the ball. They had, uh, what was it, 6,000 fans uh, at the game uh, the other day. Uh, very, very few uh, in, in retro, you know, uh, compared to what that uh, stadium normally seats. It's better than none, though, which was before. But tell me, what would you think about playing in front of that few fans? Is that enough to make a difference, or is, would it just be weird? Uh, I bet, I bet in, in some instances it was actually probably felt like a lot to these players that, haven't been able to play in front of any fans. I think just having 6,000 there, uh, I, I bet it elevated it uh, to a whole nother level. And it sounds dumb, but just the fact that they had fans in the building that were able to watch and able to scream and yell, even though it's not 65,000, I'm sure it definitely brought another level of motivation to the players to be able to actually, um, you know, have some, some fans being able to watch and, and, and be able to cheer them on. Um, you know, it, it, anything is better than nothing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. If you were uh, coordinating a defense to slow down Zach Wilson, 
What would you do, Jordan? What what approach would you take? Would you try and pressure him, or would you drop back into coverage, or, or what would you do to to kind of mess up his timing? <laughs> that, that's a great question. I've actually had the opportunity to coach against Zach Wilson actually in high school. We played his team, Corner Canyon. Um, I was coaching the linebackers at Sky Ridge. This is three years ago. And we actually played them in the semifinals game. And our whole goal was to bring pressure. We were not going to let him just sit back. And, and, Zach, I'm really high on Zach Wilson because in high school, I saw this kid make throws that I've never seen a high school quarterback be able to make. Uh, he, he was impressive even then. And I just remember thinking this guy is going to be special. And our, our whole game plan – was to bring pressure. We wanted to have him make, have to make quick decisions. We wanted to make him have to scramble. And then we always had, and, it, and if we did bring pressure, we, we had a spy because he's so good on his feet and he can, he's a lot faster and more athletic than a lot of people think that if you did bring pressure, he had the ability, the ability to run as well. And so it was getting pressure on him, making him get uncomfortable and get out of the pocket, which he's very comfortable scrambling and running around that's where he makes a lot of plays as well but then we would we would have a spy that was able to take care of him and we just told ourselves if we can get pressure on him he's going to get his he's going to throw for over 300 yards you know he's he's going to make some amazing plays but if we can have him just make a couple mistakes and we can capitalize on him then then we can win this game and that's exactly what happened we ended up having a huge comeback on them uh we, we got some pressure on him he threw a bad ball and our defense was able to intercept it, and that was the momentum shift in that game, and we actually ended up – the Corner Canyon should have won the state championship that year with Zach Wilson, and we were able to beat him in the semis. But that was our game plan is bring pressure, have him make uh, – hopefully make a bad decision, and if he has the ability to scramble, uh, we put one of our best athletes that was kind of a spy on him that could come up and try and make a play on him in the open field if he did get out of that pressure situation. All right, Jordan, it'd be pretty lame to ask, uh, ask you to predict the winner of Saturday night's game. So uh, let me ask you this. BYU's favored by 29. Do the Cougars cover? Yeah, I think I think so. I think with <laughs> the way that their offense is rolling and how many points we're scoring and, um, you know, if you just kind of look at the averages, I, I think they should be no problem covering that spread. Well, we we shall see. It's it's almost as though this season has gotten to the point where, where we're looking for increments of progress, increments of improvement, and and not even really looking at the other team, you know. And and I don't. I've heard coaches say that before, Jordan. It's not about them. It's about us. And I think that's kind of dumb to say that. But in in this particular case, it may be different next week. But this week, I think that applies. Yeah, it, it 100% does. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, is just going out. And, and right now, BYU's focus should be on um, the, the little things, not making mental errors, um, not making little mistakes, and just fine-tuning everything that they've been doing so far and, and really trying to uh, put together an all-around game on, on all three sides of the ball, special teams, offense, and defense. And, and carrying that momentum into next week. And that's really all you can do is, is go in and try to, you know, perform the best that you can. And, and um, the last thing you want to do is, is go in and make dumb mistakes and put a team like this in a situation where they, they get some confidence and think that they can compete with you. 
By the way, uh, fellas, I looked up uh, uh, what a hilltopper is. Okay. Well, this says here that the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers are named for the campus's location in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The majority of the campus is atop a hill that overlooks the surrounding region. In 1911, much of the campus was moved atop the hill, and students were seen carrying supplies up the hill to the new location, hence Hilltoppers. Hilltopper. All right, mm-hmm. there you go. Still you learn something new every day. How about that? <laughs> well, Jordan, hey, thank you as always for jumping on with us, buddy. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. That's our friend Jordan Pendleton, our BYU insider, of course, uh, former BYU linebacker. Uh, I thought that was interesting, uh, him talking about uh, evaluating BYU's defense. He obviously uh, thinks highly of it, but, uh, you know, we focus so much on evaluating the offense against these teams. You know, it's probably uh, challenging to evaluate the defense as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, it's what we've been doing all season long. And, uh, you know, it, it sounds like we're repeating ourselves every week, but it'll be different next week. It'll be different, Jake. And, uh, yeah, I guess in a season like this, uh, again, not not to be BYU's fault in any way, but a season like this, we we just got to look at, at the blue and the white. That's, you know, that'll change next week, and it might be a little different against San Diego State. But I know those mighty North Alabama, uh, what are they, rabbits? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, but that's the point. <laughs> I guess uh, it just it's it, it just is what BYU is stuck with this year, and they're taking advantage of it. So good for them. All right, we're going to jump into what's going on. We're going to divide what's going on in half today. We're going to do uh, part of it coming up at three thirty. We'll, uh, in fact, uh, coming up next, we'll let you hear a clip from Joe Ingles. He jumped on with DJ and PK this morning, and we'll do the other part from Hanson Scotty at uh, four thirty. So stay tuned for that. But we're live at the Dish Professionals column. 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. If you call during the show today, you're going to get $100 cash back and also be entered to win a, a drawing for $1,000 cash. And, again, Ryan is uh, with us now and, and showing off uh, the fancy equipment. What are we doing now? Um, just playing with this GameFinder app. It's uh, Basically, it's an interactive app that you can see, you know, basically everything from you can sort right right now looking at just the football games that are that are going to be happening, Colorado State, Fresno State coming up um, tonight. Um, shows the games that are coming on tomorrow. It's kind of cool. It's just uh, makes it a lot simpler when you're looking for looking for something or Easy. looking just for, you know, what's on. You know, instead of going through the guide and trying to sort through all the channels. Although, I will say you're a Dish customer, so I, mm-hmm. um, I like how Dish did a good job of packing all the sports channels together. They are, yes. It's much better than some other uh, oh, yeah. situations I've been in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It's all right there. It's great. I used to sell another another company that did that, and I was always astounded how they had all the uh, all the channels are spread out. Sports channels are just spread out everywhere, and Dish, you know, they packed them all together. Uh, you've got two two kind of bundles, but it's it's uh, super easy. Yeah, it's super easy. But, you know, the voice remote and the game finder, um, it's just a better system. It's faster. Um, we did a um, – we had a, a guy that was selling door-to-door for us, and he'd sold um, uh, DirecTV before, and he was like, so let's 
and we're talking about the search and how fast it is. And he goes, I'm an expert at DirecTV. I can, I bet you I can do find a, find a movie before you. And I said, okay. I said, I'll leave it up to you. Tell us, tell me the name of the movie. And he sat there. He's, oh, I don't remember the name of the movie. And I said, okay, well, just tell me the name of the actor. So he said the actor. He went into the search. I just said the name. The movie showed up. I go, is that the name? He's like, yeah. And he's still on the up arrow, yeah. down arrow uh-huh. thing. And I started the preview and it started the trailer and started playing it. And he was still in the search screen. That's hilarious. Just typing it in. Um, it's, it's so easy. It's just easy. It's an easier service. It costs less money. Um, heck, if you're if you're the 55 and older, um, you're gonna love it because it's just it's an easy switch and easy transition. Um, plus, you get free pay-per-view movies. Um, it's kind of a, a kind of an extra bonus. It's cool. They do it every month. It's not like a promotion. That's awesome. Is this uh, too simple to say? I really like Dishes Remote. It's simple and clean and small. And you can find it because of the, the, the remote finder application. Remote locator, but yep. Is that a weird thing to say that I really like the remote? Because Dish used to have a bigger remote, and they've kind of simplified it, and, and it's awesome. Yeah, a bigger remote, lots of button, buttons. This is smaller. I really like this one, too, because at night, if it's sitting on the bed, you can, if you just bump it, it starts to light up. Yeah. So it's all backlit, and but it does have the remote locator. We've had a, a few customers, they walk in the lobby, they see, they see the remote. All right, I go to the remote locator, and they're like, "Okay, sign me up." That's that's. I use it all the time. I can't imagine not having it. I know I can't either. Digging through the couch is a thing of the past. (laughs) Nope, don't have to do. All you have to do is be real quiet and go, "Okay, all right, where's the beep?" And then the beep, by the way, slowly gets louder, so you don't have to be that quiet. But it's like, oh, there it is. You Uh know, it's super simple. I'm with you. Easy service, great promotion, two years worth of credits, price guarantee for the two years. Um, you get the sports pack, which will include the Pac-12. Um, we're doing this Pac-12 giveaway where you get uh, uh, entered in to win $1,000 in cash. And on top of that, we're doing the JCWs. And on top of that, if you sign up today, and this is a today only, we do that $100 cash back. So um, even if you're not ready to be installed tomorrow or something and you still got to clear it with the wife, if you call and get uh, – um, get on the schedule, and you can get locked in and get that hundred bucks uh, awesome. cash guaranteed, plus a thousand dollars possibly. So the hundred dollars cash back is just for today, just during the show. Eight zero one four two four dish. You're entered to win the the thousand dollar drawing, but if uh, that's going on a little bit longer, right? A little bit longer, but you know, I kind of spilled the beans to you. But the odds, they're really good. Get on it. People yeah. need to get. Yeah, on you it. need you to get on it. It's, we're we're making it so people can win and and it's only radio so all of our our other avenues where we get sales from it's it's not they're not uh, included it's in only our listeners yep. and, and just to reiterate sometimes you hear these contests and it's they're like national contests or yeah. whatever that they buy into and you've got no prayer of winning yeah. this is this is zone listeners this is the dish professionals you're gonna have yeah. great, uh, great odds great odds yeah. great odds to have a thousand bucks cash and uh uh, you know, have a better system. That's the best part. Don't you love it when you hear the legalese on some of those promotions where they're like, this is actually open to 3 billion people. You have no <laughs> chance at winning. Take advantage of some of their promotion. Yeah, this is not that. Uh, thank you, Ryan. You're the best. Thank you. 801-424-DISH. 801-424-DISH. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big 
show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little What's Going On. We check in with the other shows on The Zone Sports Network and uh, share our thoughts about what they have been talking about. Big news, interviews, those sorts of things. Sometimes fun stuff. We're going to do half here in this segment, and we'll do the other half coming up at 4.30. So we'll check in with DJ and PK here, and we'll check in with Hanson Scotty at 4.30. But uh, DJ and PK... Had Joe Ingles on the show today as he joins them weekly during the season. And it's been kind of cool. He's been joining them uh, during the offseason a little bit too, Gordon, because he's uh, stayed here. He's uh, in town. He's a Utah in the offseason this year because uh, I'm assuming, I think he's explained it, but uh, it's, uh, you know, coronavirus complicates things, certainly travel and that sort of thing. And also uh, his kids uh, are in school here, and his son Jacob uh, requires, you know, some uh, uh, autistic, you know, some different attention when it comes to schooling so he's been in town in fact uh he's randomly called into dj and pk when he's been listening so it's kind of kind of been a funny off season in that way but love it that he has the relationship with the station with those guys oh man he uh he rarely misses and he's been more regular than just about any person of in, in his station that i can remember yeah, and it, uh, he deserves a lot of credit i talked to pk about it and at the time that we discussed it, I think Joe, in, in the years he'd been doing that, had missed like two times or something. Remarkable. Yeah, he's, he's been consistent. And uh, it's, well, well I, I told you this, uh, having Joe on once a week during the, the shutdown of the NBA in the pandemic, it was really interesting to hear week-by-week updates of what, it's, what, what it was like for a, a family man and an NBA player. I, th- I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. But, uh, of course, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just was agreeing. Uh, Joe was on with those guys this morning, and he he talked about, uh, of course, the the new big news yesterday. Joe Ingles joining us here. So Gail Miller was more than a boss to you, wasn't she? She really was. I'm not going to give the cliche of like a mother figure or anything like that, but from the moment I got here and was on a non-guaranteed, she spoke to me and treated me like I was a max player. There was no difference on how she spoke to me or anyone else. Very, very, very lucky from my point of view to be able to come to Utah and <laughs> I wanted to play one year with the Jazz and at the end of my deal play eight or whatever it is. So very, very thankful to them and what they've done, not only for me and my family, but for all of Utah. They've left it in a pretty amazing spot for Ryan to take over now and put his touch on it. Agree with him there. I, the the franchise um, or, or the timing of the sale, Gordon, I do believe is is setting up the next owner for for success. This is not like um, when Steve Ballmer bought the the Clippers uh, after Donald Sterling was forced to sell, where you had to go fix a franchise. I mean, I think he's he's buying an NBA franchise that's in really good shape. No doubt about that. And it's interesting to hear Joe Ingles. Uh, echo what everybody I know says about Gail. And, you know, I mean, she's just a terrific person and treats people equally. I would agree with Joe in my experience with her and in observing her. It doesn't matter whether you're the most prominent person uh, on the planet or if you're just uh, uh, a a regular person. Uh, Gail would treat people equally, and it was kind of cool to watch. I mean, it, it, I think that it stirs some confidence. There's not, there's no insecurity with her. She knows who she is, and she's very firmly planted in in that uh, in in her personality and her discovery, self discovery of who she is, and uh, that that's reflected in the way she treats people in general. Well, she she 
Well, at least my interactions with her and what I've seen publicly, uh, she treats people with respect and then expects to be treated with respect. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Nobody, <laughs> it, it, I, I guess it's kind of a vibe uh, within uh, within the Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment. And I, I'm sure the Larry H. Miller group of companies as a whole that, uh, you know, it's almost um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, but she's so respected. The, the the vibe of the room immediately changed every time she was in it. Yeah, that's true. Does that does that make sense? Like uh, I, I rode an elevator with her once and I, I made sure that, uh, you know, my like I, I checked, did a quick wardrobe check, right? <laughs> you know, like, you're like, OK, is my shirt tucked in, fly up. OK, good. Now stand up a little straighter. Uh, we've got a, you know, this is uh, this is Gail Miller. Uh, we've got to be on our P's and Q's. This is somebody to to show respect for. So uh, she just uh, she has. I shouldn't say had. Of course, she has a way of of carrying herself and uh, the way she treats others uh, is pretty awesome. And a great example from Joe Ingles right there. Yeah, the only time she ever scolded me for my wardrobe was. When, uh, for what well, it was just a coincidence, but I happened to be wearing Laker colors on the night the Lakers were visiting Vivian Arena. Well, that's not a surprise. Well, I mean, <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have brought this up with you. Yeah. It was a total coincidence, it had nothing to do with anything. Well, and uh, you love LA. No, I think I was wearing yellow or something, but it just kind of mirrored uh, L.A. Uh, somehow, and she took note of that. <laughs> Can I tell? I, uh, I not to uh, not to one up you here, Gordon, but no, I have a do. I have a similar uh, story involving uh, our friend Liz Abel. I ever tell you, Liz Abel, the longtime sports information director at the University of Utah, love Liz. She's uh, 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 not there now, uh, has retired since, but uh, uh, she's great. I really have great respect for her. But the first time I ever met her, Gordon, uh, this had to be back in 03. It was the first Ute game I ever covered, and it was with Ryan Hatch. He was showing me the ropes. And uh, I have a, a, a lot of sweaters, right? But I have this one particular sweater that is loud green and yellow. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear my loud sweater. This is going to be great. Not thinking that they were playing Colorado State. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan is taking me around, and we're in the post game, getting ready to record the post game press conference. And Ryan introduces me to Liz. And, uh, you know, this is our new guy, Jake, and, uh, you know, he's going to be covering some stuff. And Liz just looks at me and she's like, we got to get you a different sweater. <laughs> it was not a good first impression that I well, left there because those guys don't they don't want you wearing any sort of gear. Right. Like they, they I didn't need to wear red, but maybe not the best time to wear green and yellow. Yeah, it's not like when uh, when PK showed up at his first uh uh, press, uh, not press conference, but practice when he was covering the Utes. And uh, I know this will shock you, uh, Jake. You know the story. But uh, but anyway, it wouldn't shock you even if you'd never heard it. He shows up to, to, to cover the, uh, the practice and to talk to the players and whatnot at Utah wearing a BYU sweatshirt. They actually said BYU? Uh, that's the way he told the story to me. And he did that intentionally, or yeah, he's he just a BYU fan and oblivious of no, the No, no, no. You know PK. He's not a fan. He he just was kind of 
uh, kind of testing Rick Majerus a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that story. You don't believe it? Uh, I'd have to talk to PK about it, get his version before I believe that. Tell me, a, him on, a let's journalist get him on the phone right now. I want to know a journalist like PK that would he would do that on his first day in a new job in a new town. Well, he'd been. I think he'd been here for a while, and he, he didn't just, know uh, Rick Majerus as of yet. Well, yeah, I think he probably was aware of him, but he just he just wanted to kind of, you know, PK wanted to be a bit of a contrarian. Let's call him up right now. Let's ask him if it's uh, if it, if it, that's a true story. Well, maybe we can. I'll, I'll text him. We're we're up against it a little bit right now, and uh, it, you know we'd have to well, get uh, Alex. We're not up P- against it. We got we, time. we are two up against it. And think about this for a second. Austin is not here, Gordon. So do you want to give <laughs> Alex PK's number over the air? Is that something you really want to do? So we can get PK on the phone right now. Let's yeah, let's five think, five five. Let's Ooh. think this through for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got a you got a good point there, but we're not up against it. Come on, we are too. We go to break at forty two, and it is forty one. Really, I always thought it was forty five. No, and that doesn't <laughs> surprise me at all that you have no idea what our clock is. I have an idea. I just was off by a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gordon's going to fill in for Austin coming up next on uh, Austin's list. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. Oh yeah, I am. You're right. Are you gonna Are you gonna pitch in too, or are you gonna leave all the nastiness up to me? We'll see. We'll see how you do. All right. All right. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the Zone. We are live today from the Dish Professionals. Give them a call eight zero one four two four Dish eight zero one four two four Dish. Sign up during the show today, and you're going to get $100 cash back right off the top, baby. 801-424-DISH. You'll also be uh, entered to win $1,000 as they're going to do a drawing throughout this month. So they're actually going to do two of them. So now's the time, 801-424-DISH. All right, uh, Austin not with us today. Um, He's, uh, well, we can get into what Austin's doing later. But normally we do Austin's list here. Austin has an enemies list. You don't want to end up on that list. And he adds to it uh, a couple of times a week. Austin, uh, Gordon, you're going to fill in for Austin today. I, I might have one to add, but let, let's start with you because it sounds like you're, you're ready to bring straight fire. Uh, well, I've got one here. I mean, it's not an enemies list like Austin because I don't take it to that level. You know, he, that, that's just a part of who he is. And I'm a lover and not a fighter, you know. But I do have a complaint. May I? Please. A couple of weeks ago, state officials said that masks would be required for any gathering in counties with high transmission rates of the virus, right? Apparently, this uh, set off uh, a bit of a a brouhaha with certain people opposed to masks. And uh, (laughs) a group of people who uh, must not have much to do in their life uh, they uh, they organized two protests, one uh, this morning and one that was supposed to be taking place later today at Dr. Angela Dunn's house. Uh, when the first protest happened, uh, Dr. Dunn was at a press conference with the governor and other state officials. 
And they were, ironically enough, announcing record high positive rate of 18.1% today and 10 new deaths. And uh, she has said this at today's press conference. She said, I have been made aware that there were protesters at my house this morning. And she said, it's scary and wrong that somebody would feel comfortable sharing my personal information. Apparently, this organization sent out uh, where to meet. And and again, ironically enough, they gathered in a church parking lot. I don't know whose church it was, but to uh, organize this protest. And And Dr. Dunn said about this whole thing, it's taken a really big toll on my family and myself. And they're supposed to be there again tonight. I think it's really unfortunate that we live in a state where people feel that it's okay to harass civil servants. It's wrong. And Governor Herbert came out with a a bit of a soft uh, protestation of the protest. uh, But then later uh, said, quote, no civil servants should have to come home to protest. I'm deeply disturbed that this has been Dr. Dunn's reality this week. And he goes on from there. Um, It's just remarkable to me that people, I mean, what the hell's wrong with people? We got this pandemic going on and they have uh, a requirement to wear a mask. What? So it's not spread even further. Today, almost 1,900 people uh, tested positive at a rate of, like she said, 18.1%. Ten more deaths today announced. And people are protesting having to wear masks. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, masks help. They help everyone. They help our community. Wear the freaking mask and don't go to a, a civil servant's home and protest it. It's, uh, this is just objectionable on every level. One, that they would protest, in my opinion, in the first place. And secondly, that they would do it at Dr. Dunn's house. Give me a freaking break there. That's my Austin impersonation. So wait, who's going on the list then? The, prote- the, the protesters? Yes. Okay. Who else? I don't know. I'm just locking you down because that's the point of the segment, uh, putting somebody yeah. on the list. Uh, I mean, and- it's just it's just uh, it's beyond me that people are incapable of getting it through their thick skulls that wearing a mask helps. We're in the middle of this pandemic. We got record numbers going on day after day after day, and these people are protesting at a doctor's house who really has no power whatsoever. She's just there to help. Yeah, I agree that uh, that is certainly misguided. She is definitely not a politician, so she's just trying to do her job. Um, can I can I add one? I I, I think do. I want to go with this one, uh, Gordon. I know you're not much of a grocery shopper. Uh, I love but the, I, I love the grocery store. You just don't do it ever. Uh, uh, once in a while. Anyway, point being, uh, this one. I have you ever been in a race with somebody for a check stand? Where you know where they're going, and you know where you're going, and it's to the same check stand. So here's so I, th- this is my deal. All right, and I don't know how to specifically word who's going on the list, but when you get to that point where you're both basically in a tie and racing to the check stand, here's mm-hmm. what we need to do: look at each other's baskets, and decide whoever has less is go goes first. 
Uh, like I, I had this one today, and and I'm sure this this uh, lady was a a lovely person. But we're we're basically racing to the check stand. I've got Gordon. I have like, it was a light grocery shopping week for us this week. It was only like thirty five bucks worth of stuff, right? So you know, dozen fifteen items. She's got. Are you a, on a Are you on a diet? Uh no, not really. We just okay. we we've, we've got plenty. We only okay. needed a few things this week. All right. So I look at her and I look at this this basket full of stuff. And I'm like, she is going to be here all darn day. Are you kidding? And so as we're going to the check stand, it's obvious that this woman is not even thinking about letting me go first. Like that's not even that's not even in her in her mind. I mean, she is going to Mad Max me out of this uh, this freaking check stand. And so I, of course, you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm not not trying to get into any conflict. It's like, oh, go ahead, ma'am. Excuse me. You know, like, please, you go <laughs> Excuse first. Excuse me. Like, it's your fault. <laughs> but I, but I, I just I, I was like, this this is not how this system should be. You know how when you're when you're both at a uh, two people get to a stop sign at the same time, it's the person on the right. That gets yeah. to go. If you get mm-hmm. to the check stand at the same time, it's the person who has less groceries that should be going, right? And this yeah. this lady should have been like, you know what? You've only got a few things there. Uh, go right ahead. And I, I would have done the self-checkout uh, automatically. I would have just said, you know what? I'll just go self-checkout. I don't have much stuff. Except for I had a bunch of produce, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't expect you to, to understand this necessarily. But at, at no, the self-check stand, when you go to punch in the look stuff up, it takes forever with produce. So I I try to go to the check stand and this lady who she had to be buying four hundred dollars worth of groceries. She could have easily have gone, you know what, you've only got a few things there. Why don't you go right ahead? So I there there need I I'm pro I'm gonna start my own protest, Gordon. We need a rule. We need we need protocol. I know you don't need a grocery shopping license, uh like a driver's license, but people should know the rules. If you get to the check stand at the same time, it's the person with fewer groceries that gets to go. Sounds uh, reasonable to me. Here's the question, though. What do you do if the tiebreaker is a tie? You fist fight. What What if you can't tell who has more groceries? Whoever has the heaviest thing to heft against the other. That's who's going to get it. So if you've got a big bag of dog food and you could just whap the other guy around, upside the head with it, then you get to, you get to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's funny how people get competitive in those circumstances. Uh, it's so ridiculous. Was We're she all in just a hurry? Trying... I, I, it doesn't matter if she was in a hurry. It was going to take her forever to check out. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was going to take her a long time either way. It was going to take me like two minutes. Uh, you know, you've seen how fast the checkers are at grocery stores. I mean, they're, you know, they take that produce. They have a zillion numbers memorized, and they just pound that stuff out. It would have taken me like two minutes. That woman's probably still in the grocery store checking out. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Did you go to a different line? You bet. It was that or or uh, ram my basket into this poor lady repeatedly. <laughs> so I I actually went to the self-checkout and just – tried to look up the produce myself because at that oh, point okay. I was right. at I, that point I was fairly aggravated. See, I've never checked out myself, so I I don't I don't you're right, I didn't understand that. But uh but uh yeah, well, it sounds like you were the gentleman. I did. I, I I'm fine. I'm fine with being a good citizen. I just wish people would be a little more courteous. Yeah. Like nobody mm-hmm. thinks about it, you know? 
Oh, he thinks about like, oh, hey, this guy probably has some place to go, and he's only got a few things. I'll I'll uh, I'll read the uh, the National Enquirer here for a couple of minutes, and then I'll <laughs> proceed to check out. Kyle, it's not that hard. Oh, look, uh, Brad people? Pitt's on People again. Let's check that out. <laughs> are, you, are you one of those people that once you get in line, you uh, you look through the uh, the, the the findings? Uh, I mean, the various offerings uh, at the line. So. No, I'm not. I uh, have no. you ever bought anything extra that you saw there that you hadn't planned on buying? Maybe something like mints, because I try to have a mints, candy you know, or something. Or uh-huh. Not candy usually, because I'm not a big sweets person, but mints. And I don't usually flip through the magazines because I feel like if you're going to sit there and flip through it, you should buy it. <laughs> How many flips do you get? None. I don't even pick it up. Plus, in this sounds weird. If you weird. touch it, you you should own it. Well, this sounds weird, but I also, uh, during this whole pandemic, I mean, to, to wrap our two stories together here for a second, uh, I, I try not to touch as many things at the grocery store. I'm pretty, like, aware mm-hmm. of what I'm doing. Does that make any sense? You don't fondle anything no. in the grocery oh, store. Why do you have to use that word? No, I, I don't grab a magazine and uh, cough all over it and then put it back. I, <laughs> I, I try to, you know, keep my hands to myself as much as I can. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the people who cough all over the magazines are the people over at Dr. Dunn's house. Yeah. Right. Well, that ain't me. I'm sitting here with yeah, my friend I'm Ryan from here. the... Ryan from the Dish Professionals, call him 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. Uh, call during the show today. You're going to get $100 cash back if you sign up. And uh, uh, really, you've got a great promotion going on right now where uh, people sign up. Uh, they're in automatically in the running for a $1,000 drawing, which you're going to do a couple of times. Yep, and these are all cash drawings. These are uh, like we'll uh, call you up and get you get you the cash. And it's a... Uh, it's kind of cool. A little support from Dish, a little uh, support from the Pac-12. Uh, this is our kind of advertising budget and, uh, you know, advertising is to make the phone ring. So if I can make the phone ring and somebody might get lucky and get $1,000 instead of paying you guys at the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> well, even another reason to call, 801-424-DISH. And, you know, get on the schedule. Uh, you guys do it in a timely manner. I think a lot of people think out there, well, this is going to be a big pain in the butt. I should just put up with my current crappy service. Don't do that. It's super uh, easy. Super yeah, easy. Just listen, call us up and just say, okay, this is – the service that I have these you can even tell us the channel pack we can that you currently have well we want to make sure you're getting the same channels um, or you can just list off the channels that are really important and then we can build a package Um, right now the promotions really clean so the uh, price stays the same for the whole time on the promotions that's which is, nice it's really nice yeah, that's huge so um, you get credits for the full two years you know to, to put this in perspective if, if we're averaging 60 to 80 dollars a month that we save people um, now there are some that are we've seen that's all one is a couple hundred bucks and there's wow. some that are less um, but let's say today you're saving 70 dollars Come the first of next year, it's probably going to be more like $80 because your current provider is going to raise your rates. Right. You will not get a rate increase for two years. That puts you into 2022. That's awesome. So your price stays the same. Um, You get the world's most powerful DVR, hands down. Like, come by my office if you don't believe me. It's just huge, fast. It does everything you ask it to do just like that. 
16 tuners. It's got that uh, really cool sport, sports bar mode where you can put four different channels up at once. That is cool. It's nice. It's, yeah. it's a nice little feature. And um, you've got... You know, no more recording conflicts. That's that's something that, uh, you know, used to be a norm, and it's not with dish it customers. It used to be a nightmare. Yeah, it's so nice now. Yeah. It's so easy. Uh, well, take advantage of it. You can get all this for yourself, 801-424-DISH. Save an extra 100 bucks just by calling today, and you're entered to win in that drawing. Now's the time. People are on the fence thinking, yeah. eh, it's time. Time is now. Call 801-424-DISH. Ryan, thank you. Thank you. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to talk a little college football with Chris Vanini of The Athletic. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.